What's up, everybody? It's Didi, Dan, Chris. It's the Brunch Breakdown. And um, I want to ask you guys a very important question. Okay. All right. Did you guys see that Walmart, you guys see that Walmart video yeah. of the dude trying to stop the guy with no mask walking into the store? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Here's what all I could think about when I saw this guy doing this was, have you ever loved a job so much that you were willing to fight a customer? Because I can tell you right now, I don't have a job currently that I am fighting somebody who walks in the door. Like, because that was an impressive thing. But I'm like, dude, like you, no shade to anybody working at Walmart. But I'm like, you were probably making maybe above minimum wage, something like that. Just, you know, trying to make ends meet, getting through your job. And you were about to fight somebody for Walmart. I can't. Re- I couldn't relate to that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That that dude took everybody in that store's like life so personally. You know, took it into his hands. You know, going all Power Ranger on that dude. It was just I, yeah. I I cannot see any instance, even if that's like, hey, your job is to not let anybody in here without a mask. Once you put your hands on me, it's like okay, all right. You know what? <laughs> yeah, definitely not getting paid enough for this. Absolutely not. Forget that. Forget that. But but shouts to that dude, man. That was a wild, wild video. If people haven't seen it, uh, we'll tweet it out from our Twitter account, and I'm sure a lot of people have by now. But absolutely wild scene in the only place in America you you could expect, Wally World. Was that? Am I remembering it correctly that that guy was wearing socks with sandals? Yes, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. I've never seen anybody that aggressive wearing socks and sandals together. And if I see somebody that aggressive wearing socks and sandals, I'm probably running the other way because, I mean, that's just visually, we're starting off in the wrong spot. And uh, yeah, I I don't want to sacrifice my well-being for the other people in Walmart. No, I just, okay, I'll call the police or something and you'll get escorted out that guy was like playing the most intense game of red rover that you've ever <laughs> seen and like i've been in some physical red rover games back in the day nothing like that though hold on you've been in some physical red rover games <laughs> yeah red rover used to get hype like when we were little kids running as fast as you possibly can trying to break your friend's arms off yeah that that it got it got pretty real this is so strange. I shit you not. We just had this conversation celebrating my sister's birthday over the weekend. How like, obviously the differences of growing up between like when we grew up and then like my nieces and nephews who are much, much younger, how like they've never heard of Red Rover. And my sister was like, yeah, that was a real physical game. I feel like people got hurt a lot. I was like, where did you play? Like what back alleys did you play Red Rover in when people were getting hurt? But that dude, that dude was playing a physical game of Red Rover. You're right. I am I am starting to think about that. I'm like, wait, Red Rover was I, – I, I don't remember anyone actually getting hurt, but I could see people getting very hurt, depending like on how – a little bit? You have a little clothes on life. Your head. A little whoops. <laughs> yeah, because like you – the way Red Rover works is you weed out the weak people from the start of the game. So the longer yeah. the game goes on, the more people are like, all right, I'm I'm competing to be one of the strongest people here. And then it starts to get a little bit intense. People have egos. It's just a problem. It's a it's a, one of the many games from when we were children that should have never probably been allowed 
for you to play. Um, I think about that sometimes. That game was probably too physical for for children to to just be leisurely playing in the backyard. But I tell you what, it gave that dude the experience that he needed to get that old ass man with his with his with his no mask. That's very true. Old ass high risk out of there. You know, <laughs> they ain't taking that in that Walmart. They're not taking it. No, no sir. But to good point about the sandals, that dude had no traction. That's probably why he fell. I'm impressed that he got back up so quickly and trying to keep going. But like, you, you know, you just got to take your L's and get out of there early because you're just making it look way worse. Gosh, thank you for the play-by-play of that, Dan. <laughs> but I just thought, because when I saw it, I was like, okay, someone told this guy that like today you were going to go one-on-one with LeBron, right? And if you stop him, you get a million dollars. That's what this guy looked like, the way he was playing defense on this very short old man. Because it was just, I was like, you were, I, I, I don't know. I just don't love any job that much. But I, you had to think he just turned into, like, this is my moment. I'm going one-on-one with LeBron. And I'm going to stop him. Can, can we use our platform to find out who that worker was and get him a raise? Ooh. We definitely need to. That dude deserves. To. That's employee of the year. Yeah. For Walmart by yeah. far. Let's you know. do that. Paging Walmart. <laughs> Paging Walmart. That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome again to the Brudge Breakdown. Today on the show, we're going to be talking a lot about uh, what we're watching because we've been in quarantine and we're all mostly working from home except Dan. Dan goes to the office. That sucks. Um, And so we've been watching a lot of TV, doing a lot of things. So we'll be talking about that. And uh, I really want to talk about Ja Rule by the end of this podcast because he's been doing some very interesting things on social media. But right now, let's get it started with getting everything off of our chest. And I'm going to get it started this week, guys, because I feel like I've been throwing you guys right on the spot to get this thing started. So let's throw to me. I need to get this off my chest. I feel very bad for anybody who's making happy music right now or anybody who's made happy music over the last like couple months of quarantine and now everything that's going on with George Floyd and the protests because I just don't want to hear it, man. It's like Lady Gaga put out an amazing album. The Chromatic album's incredible, but it is club music. We can't go outside. And now, and then when you're outside, you don't, you're not trying to go be happy in the club that's not what you're doing we're out protesting we're out wearing masks we're doing all these things just trying to get by right now and this is like the most fun album perfect for summer came out at the right time but it's just not the right year it needed to come out last year and it's like i was looking at the billboard top 10 and drake's tusi slide is still in the top 10 so somebody's listening to it but i'm like that was supposed to be the song of the summer and it's like i have nothing about that song makes me want to listen to it nothing at all and it's just like going down the list it's like Dua Lipa put out a great album that's Mm -hmm. super fun I don't want to hear any music that is like that is not of the moment and um and to that point there are people making really great music to the moment which I think is awesome like Little Baby's got an amazing song called Bigger Picture um the Run the Jewels album is great but they're all intense protest songs that fit the moment Right now, there's a lot of great music that came out over the last like couple weeks by her and it's a song called I Can't Breathe. And uh, Beyonce put out a song called Black Parade. Wale put out an album that's basically just six songs about how he's feeling right now. And the music that's being put out is great. So shout out to the people who are making great music for the moment. But also, I'm so sorry to all the people who <laughs> made music that was like they were ready to just dive right into summer because... <laughs> 
it's just not happening. <laughs> Summer's canceled. Yeah, man. Like the like you said, like going out to enjoy yourself is kind of not a thing right now. Like yeah. you go out to get back home as quickly as you possibly can right now. That's how it works. We need more songs that are like a minute and 30 seconds. Get to the point, get it over with. Let's move on. Let's get back inside and wash our hands, maybe take a shower and get back into that quarantine mode. Um, yeah, I, there, that's a really great point. There's not a lot of just like leisurely, let's vibe out and be happy type of moments. No, there's not. There's no windows down jams right now. Uh-uh. You shouldn't even have those windows down. You know, you know, it's just not. And, and that you're, you're right, Didi, because even a lot of artists delayed their album from the spring you know, into the, into the summer, you know, this is already the delayed release of a lot of this music. It's like, all right, summertime, people are going to be ready. Maybe some, you know, uh, states will be loosening things up songs of the summer. This is the time. This is prime time for music right now. And it's just, it just ain't right. We just, it just doesn't fit. It's not working. It's weird. The mood is just, the the mood is just off, but uh, shouts to Chromio because they put out an album full of songs that just basically say, um things that are happening in quarantine like like they've got songs called lysol wipes and a bunch of different things so if you want to check out some 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 happy some happy quarantine music that will make you just feel like man this is a weird time check out the chromio's new project but uh that's what i had to get off my chest whoever's next go for it one of you two get it dan all right uh what i have to get off my chest uh this week is we got the official announcement that we'd all basically been expecting and waiting for at this point. We already knew uh, Coachella uh, music festival that's near and dear to my heart, to DD's heart. Uh, we're four time, four time, four time, four time attendees. As you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube behind me, uh, all of the posters from the years we attended, we're set to go this April got postponed to October. Eh, weren't really sure if that was going to happen officially. That ain't happening. They're focused on April of next year. However, there's a little problem now that they're going to completely reduce the number of artists and reduce the number of fans allowed in the festival next year in April if there's no vaccine. And unfortunately for us right now, I think I'm speaking on behalf of you, Didi, I, I don't have my passes anymore. If you were, if you kept held on to your passes for October, they're rolling into next year, whatever, you're good. You got a you got a chance to get a refund like I did. They gone. And guess what? Now I'm worried that year 5 is seriously in doubt if there's no vaccine by April because I don't know how many tickets will be left. And I'm going to be honest with you. Thinking about Coachella after the age of 35 is something that I really don't want to do for 2 years from now. Um not really in the long-term plans. So I am begging and pleading that we have a vaccine and then so we can get our passes and do one last last ride at Coachella. I, I agree. I um, had my Coachella bag like halfway packed because I got really excited on March the 2nd. Little Uzi put out a new song called That Way at the time. And I was really excited. We're all in the Coachella group chat talking about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start packing. It's not for a month, but I'm ready. <laughs> and that bag has just sat there, sadly packed. And I was looking for something. 
And I knew, and it was in there. And then Siobhan was like, you, you, you had your bag packed? I was like, yes, I was ready to go. And then I pull out my, my Coachella box with the pass in there, which is now a collector's item because this is the Coachella that never happened. Right. And it's just, it hurts, but I don't know. They, there's reports, possibly a vaccine by the end of the year. I don't know. I hope that happens because I mean, I need to go to my last Coachella. I can't have that taken away from me. And I don't I know if I can do 2022. Yeah. No, I don't know. If I, do I left that. a hole on the wall. I left the space here. This is it. Five. <laughs> this, this wall fits five posters. That's it. 2022. That's not what that spot is for. That's give me, give me a vaccine. Give me a pass. Give me one more. You. Give me one more to do. I can't be rolling in there, you know, with a walker. Uh, you know, I don't want to be. <laughs> High risk, high high risk, old ass rolling in there. You know we don't need that. Dan, you've I feel like you've with your knees, you've defied the laws of physics going four times as it is. I you know I don't know how. Whew, can I campaign? I'm all about apparently creating campaigns in this I episode. Know. Go ahead. Until you hit your fifth Coachella, can I send you a picture of me to put up there behind you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that campaign. You want to send me like an 18 that. by 24? Absolutely. Okay, I'll stick so, it up there. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> what else do I have to do, Dan? I just got a printer. I'll make it happen. Let's do it. Do it. Because yeah, this this should have been filled up by now. You know, very, you know, disappointing that this weird space on the wall has to stay that way. Uh, I think we've learned, you, you mentioned my knees, we've learned how to train for Coachella and how to deal with that as we go. Hot tub Chella is the difference maker. Um, Stretching is a real thing at our age to prepare for a festival like that. Um, if you I'm have ready, a training I'm, program, um, you know, we could put it together, sell it on chrisgatesfitness.com. Here we go. Oh. Hey. Cross promotion. Look There's at that. Music, idea the music festival training program. Yeah, we can make it happen. Every one of these episodes, we've got a great business pitch. Look at that. You know, that's a great know. one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need, I'm, I'm need it for 2022. I'm going to need it. So we got plenty of time to figure, that, figure those out. Well, Chris, get it off your chest. Okay. Um, so I encourage everybody to, for the most part, for most things, I encourage everybody to try new things. Okay. Um, I think it's important to have new experiences, you know, go places you've never been before, find a new restaurant, try a different type of beer, like just do whatever you can to occasionally do things that are outside of the comfort zone and outside of the norm. With that said, I can cross one thing off the list for everybody right now and save you all the time and effort of trying to eat a food, say something like goat, because I tried goat. And let me tell you, it's maybe the worst thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Why? I'm going to tie this into what we talk about later with, you know, what we're, what we've been watching during quarantine. Um, cause there's a, there's a little connection there, but I was I, one day walking through the grocery store. I saw that they had a freezer, uh, section of different meats that you wouldn't find other places, right? They had like venison, they had bison, they had, uh, all kinds of different things, caribou in there and they had goat. And I thought, well, I've never had goat. We might as well give this a try because if they're making goat, if it's in the grocery store, that means people have eaten this and said, yeah, we should mass produce it for other people to eat. And 
th- just we can stop those assembly lines right now because it is absolutely terrible. I don't care what you put on it. From the minute you start cooking it, two minutes into cooking this thing, I was like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. I didn't even eat it yet. The whole house smelled like goat. It was awful. Don't do it. You're welcome. I tried this one for all of you and you don't need to do it. So many questions. So many questions. Oh God, that's amazing. But people, but there are people who love goat though. That love goat meat. Really? Well, yeah. Well, here's maybe, the, here's maybe like where you're from, Dee Dee, in West Virginia, people like goat, but normal people do not eat this. Well, whatever, whatever grocery store you went to that had a pet section there, Chris, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that you were too far out that way. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, what, what I want to clarify how the meat was prepared. Was this, I think I remember you tweeting about, was this ground goat? <laughs> Okay. It was, it was ground goat. Okay. It wasn't shredded goat. <laughs> <laughs> or pulled goat. Wasn't smoked? No. Um, no. Cause I you gotta smoke pulled. your goat, Chris. Smoke your goat. I mean, yeah. I think we all know that there's a number of ways you could prepare your goat, but mine was ground. Yeah, milk, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I've been told by some other people, I've never had goat. I will... I I'm all for like trying new things and doing that whole thing. That's one thing I just move my eyes past. Like mm, that that ain't right. You're a smarter um, man than I am. <laughs> I've been told that ground goat is the worst goat you can have if there are variable type of goats. That, uh, like uh, the I, I don't want to call it a fillet. That just seems disgust. This is just disgusting me just talking about this. But like goat on the bone. I guess is the way that you're supposed to have it where it's not ground up that (laughs) I'm going to name my boat that goat on the bone. (laughs) Um, If you need another title for this episode, there's one metal twin goat on the bone. I'm telling you, somebody told me that, that you need to have it goat on the bone, not ground goat. So I just wanted to share that. Okay. If you Google best way to eat goat, the first thing that comes up, like in the Google box, it says, in the slow cooker is the best way to eat goat. And yes, Chris, you did eat goat in the worst way possible. <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> no, ma- no amount of Tony Chatteries could cover up the stank from that goat, I bet. I tried. I tried. It did not work. And Tony Chatteries makes everything better. But Tony That's C true. could not save this meal for me. Oh, God. Did God. you expect it to be like... Like, what did you expect? Like, this is going to be like, you know, oh, it tastes like chicken, like everybody else says. Or is it going to be like, it's going to be a little worse than chicken or a little fattier or a little whatever. I just want to know what the expectations were going in. Were they low or were they maybe a little too high? I truthfully had no, no expectations. I just saw it in there and like on a whim said to my wife, Katie, I said, let's try this. She didn't try it. I tried it and it. I saved her the experience of that. But yeah, um, I had no expectations. But like I said, within two minutes of this thing cooking, the way the house smelled made me want to sell the house. Like it was it was awful. It was awful. And it took all day to air goat out of my house. So, um, well, I'm glad to know through the brain power of the brunch breakdown that I did the Worst possible option of goat. Uh, nevertheless, I'm not going to recommend it to people. Weirdest Even if it's animal, goat on the bone. Weirdest animal you've ate, you've eaten. A 
Frank. Go. It's got to be goat. Goat for you. Wow. Um, I've eaten snake. Ugh. I've eaten snake. I've eaten alligator. Here's the thing that was disappointing is that they both did just taste like chicken. Alligator just tastes like chewy chicken. And snake just tastes like it tastes like chicken, but I feel like that's just the easy thing to say. It really didn't taste like anything. So I was disappointed. I love eating. I I love eating animals. So I'm sorry if you guys are you know vegans on this podcast or work for PETA or whatever. Like this isn't for you. But like animals are my thing. I enjoy eating them. But like yeah, there's I was disappointed by snake in that. But Dan, do you have a weird animal? I I don't have anything nearly that weird. I I, I really don't. Um, we well, like, should visit was, the you should visit the pet section at the grocery store that I go to. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll travel to Petco and see what they have in their freezer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this doesn't help me like be tempted to to do anything like that. Though huh. it really, well, you got to start. You have to, you have to do it. You have to do it a little bit. It took gotta, me a like, while to even try venison. Like I know people oh, have it and oh. they think it's really, really good. Like that's that was weird for me. Venison is so good. So good so in so many different ways. Yeah. I had it in Jerky, stew. Jerky, burgers. Ugh. I had it in stew. It was pretty it was pretty good. I it's mentally that that's that's where the block is, Ment- the mental block. But you know what? If I find some goat on the bone, maybe I'll be the sacrifice and I'll I'll try that. I'll come, that co- I'll come to come cricket in Chris's kitchen. Don't you know, don't get you wrong there. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> goat on the bone putting that on the uh, on the, on the grocery list everybody should uh, yeah <laughs> well <laughs> well boys let's get into uh what we're watching uh it's been a very uh, interesting time everybody's stuck inside up until like last month and some of us still stuck inside so uh what are you guys watching chris get us started what are you watching okay i might as well tie in the goat thing to oh, uh, goat since goat I'm going goat. first here. Tied in everything. So first off, just every topic moving everything. forward. Just goat. That's it. You're the goat man. <laughs> Depending on, on how you read into that, I'm the goat, and that, that's a good thing. Um, okay. First off, I have to shout out my sister for purchasing uh Disney Plus and sharing it with our entire family because that alone has made quarantine. Much more enjoyable. And Cheap. Did he scratch his head? So I don't Cheap. know. <laughs> um, but there is. So I didn't know that National Geographic is somehow associated with Disney. Had no idea yes. about that. Um, but yeah, you, know, you know what you can find on National Geographic? Goats. Hey, guess what we're go. about to dive dinner. into, Dan? A lot of goats. Like, what should we have for dinner? Let's try the Food Network. No, no, put on food. Put on National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some recipe ideas. <laughs> Um, there is a show on National Geographic called Life Below Zero, and I can't really pinpoint why I was drawn to the show. I think it's just because, so it's about these people that live in Alaska, they live off the land, um, they've like, you know, they're, they're around the Arctic Circle and totally removed hundreds of miles from any of the towns that are actually in Alaska. And it's just about how they live their life. And I think I'm, uh, I was drawn to it just because I, I've never seen anything like that before. And so to see people live in a way that's so completely different from how we all live uh, is interesting. Um, and they, 
they hunt for their food. And, you know, that's kind of what led me to wonder, well, what types of meat haven't I eaten? And then I saw goat and I'm never going to do that again. But there was. it is a uh, very interesting show. I've watched at least an episode of it every day. There's like 40 seasons of this show, so I'm never going to finish it. But um, have you ever got have you guys ever heard of this show or watched it? No, no, I've I've heard of it, but I maybe or maybe I'm confusing it with Life Below Deck, which is a completely different premise of a show. Completely different show. <laughs> so, but I feel like Life Below. I don't I don't know if I knew what it was about, though. I think I've heard of it, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of these people there that just I mean, they for whatever reason, life doesn't work out for them in the lower 48. So they go to Alaska and they just like pick some land and they start making a life for themselves. And it's kind of fascinating to watch. It's not something I would ever want to do, but watching it, I feel like now I have, um, I mean, I don't have any survival skills, but I'm like convincing myself that I do. So it's boosting my confidence. It's letting me try new things like goat, which was a horrible, horrible choice. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the number one thing that I've been watching. I've been watching at least an episode of that every day. Wow. No way. I could, uh, there's like, I've watched House Hunters in Alaska, right? On HGTV. And the stuff that they have to do, like, they have to drive like miles to like get rid of garbage. They have to drive miles to get like to fill up their huge water tanks in the back of their truck or whatever. So, like, yeah. that will have water for, I forget how long, like a week or something like that, maybe two weeks. I, I, no, never, never could do it. And I know, like, birth is basically like a lottery. You never know where you're going to end up. But, like, man, I'm I happy that I I did not grow up. I did not. I didn't wake up and like, whoa, you're living in Alaska with your parents and water tanks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm good. Shouts to our Alaskan listeners. Sorry about that. Yeah, shout out. No, no shade. No shade. Hope you guys. That's my. That's my first one. Who wants to go next? Dan, go for it. I'll go, uh, and I'll tie this in. Didi, you just mentioned House Hunters, and recently HGTV has been running episodes of comedians on couches watching House Hunters, which it's is incredible. One of the oh best shows ever created. Uh, it's two comedians that are on it uh, on every episode, and they have uh, guest comedians like John Laney and JB Smoove, uh, and they just basically roast these episodes like you and I do at home already. And it's just absolutely (laughs) incredible. I think there's only maybe eight episodes or so. Uh, It was a limited run. Um, I think they're still available on demand if you haven't checked it out. The JB Smoove episodes are unbelievably hilarious. (laughs) I could not get enough uh, of him in those episodes, but they're just yelling the same thing at the TV they're watching the show and then they'll pause it and they'll comment on it. Be like, you can paint the wall, dumbass. What do you mean? That's why you're not going to move in there. Oh, it's just, uh, it's just what I needed during this period in time. Because again, me, especially, I know we all do that and think that while watching that show and to see these comedians in their homes, watching it to provide that commentary was the greatest. There's been like, 95 seasons of house hunter house hunters that's been the best one by far i need more of that yes i'm with you on that because it is so funny watching them just destroy these houses the way that like i i do when i sit there and watch house hunters and i have for years and years and years and it's like 
when JB Smoove on this one episode, he because he does two of the episodes. Whenever he said he screams, he's like, "That's not a house. That's a double wide. That's a double wide." He just like screams it because they're like, "Oh yeah, this next house is blah 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 how many square feet?" And he just starts screaming, "That's a double wide. That's not a house. That's a double wide." It just loses his mind. It's the like, it, oh god, it's super funny. Chris, put that on your watch list. You have yeah. to watch that. Like, you have to watch it as soon as you are done with the Brunch Breakdown podcast. Like, done. You have to do that. Okay. That's an order, <laughs> goat man. Come on. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cook your finest goat on a bone <laughs> and sit down and watch House Hunters, Comedians on Couches. God. Good pick there, Dan. Good one. All right. I have been watching a lot of uh, 90 Day Fiance because I love this show so much. It is where people who haven't met each other, they meet online or in some way, or they met on their, this one vacation and maybe one of them got pregnant or maybe they in, they proposed like after seven days and then they meet, whether it's 90 Day Fiance the other way, which means they go together to try to make the relationship work in another country that's not here, or they or the person from another country like Russia or the Ukraine comes over here and they try to make this thing work in 90 days. It's incredible, and there's like a million people in the cast. So whenever you're bored with one couple, you know in like 10 minutes, you've got the couple that you want. And if you get bored with them, 10 minutes, it's back to another one. And sometimes they don't even see that couple during the episode. So then the next episode, you're like, whoa, shit's about to go down with a certain couple. So 90 Day Fiance is my favorite. My personal favorite is 90 Day Fiance the other way. But there's also 90 Day Fiance. Then there's like 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. That's when the couple was like getting together to get the 90 days. And now there's 90 Day Fiance happily ever after. It's a great series of television. It's amazing. And once you start, you're rolling your eyes now. But once you start, you will never be able to stop. It's incredible. (laughs) TLC, man. Bring it at home. Shouts to TLC. I've heard a lot about that show and start I've often been tempted, but it's just, I don't know. I've never been able to dive in, but it seems like it's pretty freaking entertaining based off of that. It is. It is. It's so entertaining. I, there's just too many shows on TV of like setting people up to make horrible decisions in their love life. I can't keep track of all of them anymore. Like I've never even heard of this one, but like, there's like 16 variations of The Bachelor and everybody's obsessed with it. And back before we took a three-year break on this podcast, we reviewed it. And like, my, like I, that, was, that was so hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hard for me to watch that stupid show every week. I, uh, I, can't, I can't get down with the, the... Just you sign up for a TV show and wreck wreck your life type of deals. I don't know. Can't do it. It's not wrecking your life. It's finding love, Chris. Finding love. Think about it. You at one point in your life had met your wife, right? And if you do you think you could have married her in 90 days? I bet you could have. If the timer was on, like let's say yeah, no, yes, Katie. You didn't get you've only been married one time. <laughs> I know you're saying, could I have married? No, I, I no, that's that's ludicrous. Okay, okay, put here, okay. Here's your situation. All right, Katie's from Russia. All right, love it. You guys meet <laughs> on. <laughs> you, 
meet and you guys meet on St. Patrick's Day. You fall in love. And you're like, that is the woman of my dreams. I love this girl. But she comes over here. You got 90 days to get married. You got 90 days. That's how you got to do it. You get, you get engaged. You get 90 days. You could do it because you know her. You know that 90 days. I know her now. If yeah. I, don't, I don't know. How, you don't know somebody after 90 days. That's ridiculous. It's bullshit. You could have done it. That's she is ridiculous. not going to like this. I'm going to tell you. I bet Katie would have done it for you. But that's no, the fun of the show. Would, no. That's the fun of the show. No, because when we met, she had not gotten to experience a year of pit football with me yet. So she would have never married me after 90 days. No, that never would have happened. Mm, I don't know. I think you're going to be in trouble for this one because I think I, I think she would have. But that's the fun of the show because like one of them's like a little leery. The other one's like full in. I'm, 90 day fiance. If I if that didn't put you in the mood to watch it, <laughs> nothing will. Right there. Just think about the person you're with and having a 90 day countdown on when you have to get married, and you're like, whoa. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> All right. What else are we watching? What's going on? Uh who is it me? Am I up? It's you. Yes, you're up. So I'm interested to talk about this one with you guys because uh Katie and I decided to I think for the first time ever for both of us watch uh the Star Wars movies like in their entirety in the order that they were released just the fir- the episodes 1 through 6 I know there's been some newer ones we haven't watched those yet um but we watched all of them it took us a really long time <laughs> to to finish all of them um and like I'm curious what you guys think of those movies because I've always liked them and we watched them again and I can't say that it made me like the movies more or less while watching them in order and all that. Um, but I guess I've never like really understood how they've gotten just the uh, like hysteria behind them. You know what I mean? Like they're so intensely popular with a lot of people where people go to like conventions and dress up as the people and all this stuff. And like, they're good movies, but I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just not for me and that, like, I don't get how they're that good. I've never seen a star Wars movie. Okay. Well, <laughs> never one. <That's> how- <laughs> I've never seen one of them. <laughs> I've, I've rode the rides at Disney though. The rides are great. Just putting it there, you know, the star yeah. Wars ride, star Wars land. Cool. But yeah. I know nothing about star Wars other than what happens on the ride. I've seen, of course, I think I've seen the same six that you saw uh, with three, four or four, five, six, and then one, two, three. Right. And that's the order you watch them in. Um, But I haven't seen them one, two and three since they came out in theaters originally. Um, That's definitely not a movie that I'm drawn back to that like extreme, you know, and I call, you know, quote unquote fantasy type of stuff. I, I can't. I can't get behind like the Marvel movies. They're just, they're not for me and star Wars. Like I think they're great and they were especially great for their time. But like right now they, they don't stand out any more than they would in any other movie. Uh, for me, I, you know, I can appreciate their greatness, I suppose, but it's nothing where if I saw one of them on TV, I would definitely go back and watch it. Did here, did Katie stay awake for all six of those? <laughs> well, <laughs> 
that's that may have been partially contributing to why it took us so long to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, and we also between episodes two and three forgot that we were watching Star Wars movies in like, you know, it, all in a row. We just like <laughs> moved on to some other stuff for a while. Um, so there was a little interruption there, but, uh, well, those are typically, I guess those are like the worst two of the six is two and three. So did you, yeah. How was your ebb and flow with it? Cause I assume you haven't watched them in just as long. Anyway, was one of them, did one of them stick out or did they get better? Did they get worse? Did the storyline make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, so I've seen them all. I had seen them all multiple times before we did this. So not, I mean, there was nothing like, oh, that blew me away or stuck out really because I kind of knew what I was getting into. It had just been a while since I, I watched them last. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I just feel like they're they're good movies. They, they hold my attention. Um, I'm interested throughout, but it doesn't like for me, I don't know, nothing ever grabbed me to like take me to the next level where I want to dress up like a stormtrooper or anything like that, um, which I it's probably a good thing. But uh, it, it, you, it's interesting you said Marvel movies, Dan, because that's that may be next for us. I've not watched basically any of the Marvel movies. And that's another set of movies that people are really into. Um, for those ones, I've never watched them. So I want to see what they're all about. So that's that's on deck. But yeah, that's a that's a lot of hours, my friend. That's a yeah. lot of hours. There's you a just, ton of you just spent 15 hours on movies that you just went. Hmm, all right. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a lot of time. Five for, for Marvel. I, I Googled like what order you're supposed to watch them in. And it was like, I couldn't get it all into one screenshot. The list was so big. So got some more. Yeah. That's a, um, yeah. The, I've see the thing is I've only seen one, maybe two Marvel movies. And I always say like, I saw black Panther because it, it was black. That was it. That was like, I, I have no desire to care about the rest of the storylines and anything else that goes on in there. I was like, you know, Kendrick Lamar is on the soundtrack, like a bunch of black people. It's Black Panther, black superhero. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. That was it. And it was fun. I watched it in the movie theater, which I just aside on this, because we talked about Star Wars, we talked about Mar we talked about Marvel movies. Um, movie theaters, man. It looks like they're about to just be gone. <laughs> yeah. Which kills movies like that. Because the last few times of like the last times I go, anytime I go to the movies, it's basically like to see the Fast and Furious to see Black Panther, to see some, uh, another Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> to see some, like, big action thing. Otherwise, I'm like, eh, I can wait for it to come out on video in a couple months. I mean, what do you think a life without movie theaters is going to be like, since you're talking about Star Wars and Marvel? It's definitely strange, right? Um, I mean, I've never been a big one to go to movie theaters uh, kind of unlike, like, like you Dee, where there's, there's a handful of movies that are worth, you know, going and seeing in the theater that you don't want to wait for, um, you know, not having to pay $24 to two for two people to go see a movie. I won't feel as bad about anymore. I, you know, I'll pay $20 to see it on demand and watch it from my couch. That yeah. part is cool. I know that's not what the business model for movie theaters thrives on at all. Um, but it is, it's crazy. It's going to be a thing of the past, right? It's going to be one of those things where we tell our kids about what they were like. Maybe someday there'll be some reformation of what movie theaters are. They're just so few and far between, but like they can't survive, uh, on that model. They really can. It's going to be really, really strange what you're seeing, like drive-in movie theaters come back and movie theaters like shutting down. It's, 
it's 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 weird. It it really is. It doesn't seem like they're going to be able to last very long. Yeah, that's the crazy piece of it is like drive-ins are now becoming the place to be again and yeah. and movie theaters aren't strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, Dan, what else are we watching? Well, I'll keep it on the uh space type of theme that Chris was going there. Uh the Netflix series Space Force came out uh a few weeks ago starring Steve Carell and also created by Steve Carell and the man who created the American version of The Office, the greatest show of all time, uh, Greg uh, Greg Williams, Greg Daniels. Greg Williams or Greg Daniels? Which one is it, Chris? I think it's Daniels. Greg Daniels. Um, James. Greg James. Go. With that. <laughs> uh, it's a big letdown. It's is a it? big letdown. You really expected this to be a really funny show. I mean, I find most things, most things with Steve Carell in it to be very, very funny. And again, most things, not all things. Um, and the fact that he was behind this uh, and these two dudes who created magic on TV for years. And again, one of the, for me, one of the funniest shows ever, I was really excited and really hyped about this. No, really, really let down. I was just sitting there. I sat there and watched the first episode and just like two thirds of the way into it. I'm like, I haven't even laughed yet. It's what, Am I just, do I just not get what's going on? Like I should understand this type of humor. There just isn't, the humor isn't there. There's been one episode. I ha- we haven't finished the season yet because it hasn't been so exciting to be like, Oh, I can't wait to see the next episode. One episode has been partially funny. Otherwise it's just, you know, this big parody take on the space force, but there's no real like laugh out loud humor to it. So that unfortunately I don't have good reviews for space force on Netflix. I saw that pop up on Netflix, like at the top of the screen recently when I logged on and is probably there because I've watched the office about 4,000 times. Um, and so it's like, this guy likes Steve Carell. And, uh, so I kind of had my eye on that to maybe watch it. So I'm glad you, like I took the, uh, the, I was out on the front lines with goat. You were out on the front lines with this show and now maybe I won't watch it. Yeah. I would love to know what part of that trailer did you see that made you think that that was going to be good at all? Like there's just, there's just some things that I'm like, I don't care who's in it. I don't care how much I like that person. If I watch the trailer and in the trailer, there is not one thing that makes me think uh, like that just looked terrible. It looked terrible. Did you think it was just like, ah, maybe the trailer was bad. Cause it <laughs> looks bit, bad. I think I hope that I think, Oh, maybe it was just not great selection for the trailer. Like it's hard. Maybe it was hard to pull out the really funny parts because they're of there not being any context around it or something like that. So I was cautiously optimistic. I mean, like Steve Carell plays uh, the head of the space force and he does this like voice that just, just not, it's just not good. It's, he just is like this, like raspy, like raggedy, like tough guy voice that doesn't even come off as funny, even though, cause it gets supposed to be like, a parody on this whole thing, but yeah, it, uh, it, it was a letdown. You're right. Didi. The, the trailer wasn't, wasn't exactly promising from the start. Well, speaking of Netflix, another dating show guys, cause <laughs> I didn't realize how much I'm into dating shows until I'm writing this list and every single thing I'm writing was like, Oh my God, another freaking dating show. But listen, dating around on Netflix, great freaking show. Here's the reason why it's great. It's a, it's blind dates between two people. It focuses on like one, it focuses on one person and then he's like goes on five dates, right? 
five dates and the whole thing is cut together like it's like one like it's basically one date that you take with these people and it gives you all of the awkwardness and all of like those feelings of when you go on a date with somebody for the first time because of the way that it's shot it's a brilliant show like it's season two and it's only six episodes and i'm telling you once you watch it you will never stop and it's a lot more and it's i can't even imagine watching this show if i were someone who was single though like i'm watching this show and i have a wife and a baby and another baby on the way and i'm like this show is amazing, but if I could, I don't know if I could sit through that show if I were single watching it. That's how just great the show is because it's not, there's no drama. It's not like it's like some fight reality, you know, stupid show like that. It's no, it's literally just people going on a date and the shows are like 22 minutes or whatever. It's like a half hour show and it's super good. I promise you, you have to watch that. I'm not telling you to watch 90 Day Fiance, even though you should. I'm going to tell you if. Anything I tell you on this podcast, watch an episode of Dating Around. And if I were you, I would watch episode two of season two. That's which one you should watch. And episode five of season one. One of those two. Episode one, it's the one with the old people. If Two old people go on a date and it's amazing. So okay. there's but they Dating Around on Netflix. Do they make them get married at the end of the show? No, they don't. No, they don't. Like, you just find out at the end of the episode, you find out if, and sometimes they don't, if they go on another date. And that's it. And that's how you leave it. There's no other, there's no, there's no other carrying on. It's literally just two people going on a date. And it takes you back to that feeling of going on a date with somebody for the first time. That, like, may or may not work. Who Mm -hmm. knows? Nothing else happens after that. There's no, there's no engagement after one no day. There's love. nothing left. No forced love. Chris is in. All right. Yeah. No forced love. It's just, it's a great show. It's, I'm telling you. And once you watch it, you'll, you just won't stop. Okay. Dating around. I'll take your word on that one. You, you seem you uh, strong. So that's, uh, that's I, the one I, I feel very strongly about this, guys. Okay. I expect your reviews next week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Let's do uh, one more each. Chris, give us the last one. Okay, um, this is this is so super random, but like early on in quarantine, I was just like waking up, turning on the TV, making a cup of coffee, I, I getting up at like seven in the morning and just like easing into the day before I turn the computer on and, and start working. And uh, I, I just like would randomly throw TBS on and Everybody Loves Raymond was on. It's it's on in the mornings until like 7:30. I'd never watched that show before. That show is hilarious. Okay. I know this is like this is like 15 years too late. You never watched it? No, no. That show is hilarious. And I know I don't need to tell anybody like, hey, check it out, because everybody already has. But <laughs> it was such a pleasant way to start my day for like the first month of quarantine. I was laughing out loud watching that show. I understand now why I was on for like nine seasons. It was very funny. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's that amazing. Is. That is. Very underrated show. Yeah, we in my family growing up, we watched that show. Every single week, it was like one of our mainstay shows that we always watched as a family. And yeah, it was, I always thought it was hilarious at the time. I've been afraid to revisit revisit it, um, to be honest with you, because I feel like it's just not going to be funny to me anymore because uh, I just know the stories and the characters too well. But I'm happy to know that at your age, Chris, you've discovered everybody loves Raymond and you, you find it funny. So, Dude, one day I tweeted like super early, way before anybody else was online. So nobody probably saw it, but I was like, 
Everybody Loves Raymond is like a low-key funny show. Does anybody else know this? It is. It was great. But so that was fun. And that's that's my my last one. And it's very random. The cast is so great on Everybody Loves Raymond. The mom, yeah. the brother, like everybody's so great on that show. It's just yeah. it's a great show. It's just funny that in 2020 you were like, you know what? That Patricia Heaton, she's something else. Chris just <laughs> loves a great discovery. Man. Just old music, old TV shows, old movies. Just it was a great discovery. No, but that's... they're not old to me. I've never seen them. That's true. So sure. very true. Okay. You know. Okay. Uh, my last one that I'll mention is it's been the summer of docs, right? These documentaries have been getting us through the summer, especially without any sports. It's been uh, the summer of goat, one, actually. What's that? Mm. It's been the summer of goat. Summer of goat. <laughs> That's right. Goat uh, meat, well, goat steroid users, goat. <laughs> Michael George is the goat. Goat. There well, you go. this ties in because arguably this next documentary was uh, about somebody who's seen as the goat in their industry. Yes, I am talking about The Last Ride, The Undertaker documentary on the WWE Network, a five-part documentary taking you through, and this was something unlike WWE has ever done before, right? They're very kayfabe, which is stick to your characters, and that's who these people are, whether they're on social media, whatever, they stick to these characters, right? Uh, They really don't dip into real-world reality. They've done it a little bit more recently, but especially for somebody like The Undertaker, right? That That's who he is. He's the dead man. He's The Undertaker, not... Mark Calloway, which is the dude's actual name. But this documentary just kind of came out of nowhere where it was this behind the scenes story that started with, uh, you know, like a couple of years ago when The Undertaker was going into a match at WrestleMania because he wrestles every year at WrestleMania, right? That's what he's known for. He had this long streak at WrestleMania. And he called Vince McMahon two days before and said, have the film crew. I want a film crew following me and have all access to everything thinking it was going to be his last match. As many people know, it definitely wasn't. And so it takes you through these incredible behind-the-scenes stories and the storytelling from the Mark Calloway perspective, talking to his wife, talking to Vince McMahon, and they're telling you the stories as he's as he is as a person um, because just everything about The Undertaker is very you know sacred and secret uh, from a storytelling perspective that you've never seen or heard any of these things. And for it to be something that WWE, again, never lets you into that door all the way to do it for somebody as dominant and special as The Undertaker. Uh, again, it's a five-part series called The Last Ride. Um, and it ended this past week, basically, with him saying he has no desire to get back into the ring again. And people were just taking that as his retirement. Now, we've been down that road before, and we'll, we'll see about that come April next year. Um but again, it was just, it was really, really well done. And I give my hats off to WWE for kind of opening the doors to everybody and letting them, and The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, for letting him tell his story uh, from his personal perspective and just saying, you know what, you know, we're not worrying about the storytelling and who The Undertaker is as a character at this point. This is about the story of the man. Um, I don't know if it's available for free for everybody. They did just introduce a a version of the WWE network. If you have a smart TV, pretty much every smart TV, um, even some cable providers 
have it as an app now. And there was a lot of free content on there. So um, I'll look into that to see if that's a, something that's available for free. Because again, it's only a five-part docu-series. Um, but definitely worth checking that one out. That was really cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I love The Undertaker. I watched wrestling for a really long time in my life. So yeah, I really like The Undertaker. Yeah, for a very long time. <laughs> that's exciting. All right. Well, last one, guys. Um, my favorite thing that I've watched all quarantine. Insecure season four. I've absolutely loved it. I love this show. It's on HBO. Um, it uh, surrounds a girl named Issa and her life all around Los Angeles. And um, it is just a very funny show. It is shot beautifully. It is. Just, I love the show so much. It's on season four. They just got renewed for season renewed for season five. And I'm just. I, I I can't say enough about how much I just love that show and just just everything about that show so insecure season four but just if you haven't watched any episode any episode of season four hey we the world is your oyster there's hbo there's hbo max there's all the things go check it out because it's amazing i love that we don't have an excuse to watch any shows and i can force people to watch shows (laughs) what else are you doing you know what i mean what else are you doing so that's uh that's that's what i've been loving oh and side note uh the Daily Show with Trevor Noah is has been is better now while he's on his couch at home in a hoodie every day than it is in the studio. That's the yeah. side. It's just it's just a better show. Like I don't know what they're. I, I mean, maybe because it's so simple and they don't have enough. They don't have a bunch of stuff to play with. But like, that's just it's just a better show with him on his couch. Yeah, I've watched yeah. that a few times and. Uh... Like, I remember the first time I was watching it, wondering how it was going to be funny. And it, I was laughing out loud. It was actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird because I don't watch the show normally. And then this, you know, I feel like I've been watching everything now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, last topic today on the brunch breakdown, a person I really want to go to brunch with, Jaw Rule. <laughs> jaw Rule put out some uh, amazing commercials for this restaurant in uh, this Greek restaurant in Los Angeles called Papa Greco's. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Anyways, I should have looked that up. But anyhow, uh, it was amazing. He's been trending for the last two days. And I guess it's for a TV show, but doesn't matter. Ja Rule just continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. It's like Ja Rule and drive-in movies are like... <laughs> Where what was happening with those things 15 years ago? I don't know, but all of a sudden they're the most popular things in our country, and I love it. If you haven't seen this video and you take anything away from this podcast episode, go find this commercial, and I promise you it will change your life for at least an hour. It is, it is just. I thought it was fake the whole time. I'm like, this is absolutely fake. And I, yeah, maybe if for a TV show or whatever, but it's like, what in the hell? I'm like, I know dude's been through some, you know, rough stuff the last couple of years. I was like, wow, you know, pretty low on money. And then for a second, I was like, I mean, he's gotta be doing this for cheap. I wonder if I can get him to do a commercial for, you know, for me for work. Like this is just, you know, you can do some spots. It was all in front of a green screen anyways. It didn't have to be in Los Angeles. Right. And the dance at the end is the best. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, you're right. Brunch with Ja Rule would be, I mean, it'd be unbelievable right now. It would be endless conversation with this dude. And that video is just, 
it's special. It it really, really is. I don't know why we were so lucky to have that during a time. This is a time when we need stuff like that. So thank you, Jaw. Thank you so, so much. I saw he's he's going to be on some like celebrity challenge TV show on like TNT or TBS or something. And uh, yeah, he's just like everywhere all of a sudden yeah. out of nowhere. That's what this is for, apparently. I oh, guess okay. it's like one of these shows where like they – because of course they shot it already, but like it's gonna be, and I guess this these commercials, people, other people are doing them too, and I guess a lot of it is for like just to give back to like small businesses and stuff. So like, and I guess they just see who goes viral. MTV, I think, had a show that was similar to that, where like all of a sudden, like on the time, like on like your Twitter timeline, you would see like a celebrity say something that was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was because it was all part of a game show. And I think that's what this is going to be kind of like. Mm-hmm. But regardless what it's for, I'm just it, this this fits Ja Rule and everything Ja Rule has been doing over the past, I guess, because he was famous with music for about 10 years. And then after that, it's been God knows what, what Ja Rule is up to, you know, scamming us with a music festival. Yeah. No, <laughs> I still love Ja, you know, it's just Ja Rule is so great. Ja Rule gives me so much just... Great memories, man. He Ja rules in the first Fast and the Furious. Like he screwed that up because he asked for more money, and now they're on like Fast and Furious like fifteen. Yeah, and he's not a part of that. So he, you is, know, but that's the Ja rule experience, right? He is the gift that keeps on giving. I hope years and years and down down the road that we're gonna have random Ja rule star stories continue to pop up in the news and giving us a reason to talk about Ja rule. It's just absolutely incredible. We're gonna have to like weigh and debate one day on this podcast, the like stages of Ja Rule's career, like music and like, you know, festival screw up and then like random shit like this. And I, I imagine that there's more to come and I can't wait to, to see it all unfold. We're on year 21 of Ja Rule, I think. Wow. I think it's like, cause 99, 90, like Holla probably came out yeah. like, yeah, like 99. Yeah. So we're like, Wow. 21 years of Ja Rule. Is there anyone else that's been in your life for 21 years that you like more than Ja Rule? 21 years. <laughs> Think about that. You met them in 99. And now, and you yeah. still know them today. They're still in your life in a very real way today. 21 years. I don't know if I'm going that far because, like, <laughs> we wouldn't even call our first episode back episode 37. That was three years. <laughs> Ja Rule disappeared for a solid 15. So I don't know if I'm giving him 21 consecutive years, but I do still love him. We can debate Ja Rule's relevancy at some point. <laughs> we can do that. Like, I feel like I feel like one of those dorks on Twitter, like Clay Travis or something, like, oh, I'll debate you for blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just really, really stupid. Yeah, that's how I felt just now. That's that's how angry I just got when you said Ja Rule went away for 15 years. You took that no. personally. Yeah, 15 years. He was like, he's been around for 21. Chris is like, he's been gone for 15. He was relevant <laughs> for six. <laughs> Didi took like a defensive, like if you're watching on YouTube, you could see him like curl up. He was not happy with that. No, no, he did not. Like I that did comment. raise up in my seat. I was like, oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I didn't know how much I love Ja Rule. <laughs> my goodness. Well... <laughs> Oh my goodness! I do, I do love Jaw. Jaw's my guy, man. Jaw. Hey, you know what? Was... And now, since we're we're not getting a lot of you know good positive summer tunes, like you said, Didi. If if you find yourself down and you've had too much of that negative music, go re- revisit Jaw's catalog because you know what? That's going to pick you up real quick. That's what you need. That's what we all need. That's something. That to be yes, true. it will. 
that is thousand percent true. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, I can't think of a better way to end the end the podcast than jaw roll. That's it's really Im- it. It's important to leave the audience with wisdom at the end of every episode, and I think I think we've accomplished that. Yes, we are now. Yeah, we want to have brunch with jaw roll, and I think if he's doing commercials like this for local businesses, he should do one for you know a podcast. Does he have we a should cameo? Have on. Does he? We got to look. <gasps> he's got to have one. Account. He has to Ooh. have a cameo. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's... Find out. Find out on the next brunch. <laughs> it's like, like one of those open. Find out on the next time. Will Batman survive? Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what we should do. Well, guys, uh, well, Dan, uh, Chris, tell us where we can find the brunch breakdown, where everyone can find the brunch breakdown. I know where, where everyone else can. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher spotify and pandora is coming soon as well uh and don't forget we are on youtube now so all of these episodes are available in video format to see our beautiful faces on our youtube channel as well um chris am i missing am i missing anywhere and i think you're we're on most of the the popular platforms again if there's something and you can't find us uh be sure to let us know but we're we're spreading the word We're, we're we're setting as many brunch tables up as we can yeah, and then you, you know you can get uh, our favorite clips from the episodes we're putting on what Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So yeah, we're everywhere, man. Yeah, it's super exciting. Chris, you're killing it with the clips. It's my favorite thing clips throughout the week. I love putting the clips on. The clips They're are fun. Chris, it's fun to are. go through the episodes and find my favorite quote from each of us and and pull it out. So That's hope you guys work. are enjoying them. It's great work. <laughs> Well, that has been the Brunch Breakdown. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Peace.